Have you ever wondered how your sales performance compares against your competitors and peers? The B2B Sales Benchmark Report provides the definitive guide to what success looks like in 2021. See how you compare in terms of win rate, sales cycle, average deal value, relationships, and engagement. You can see the results and get the full report at ebster.com forward slash B2B dash sales dash benchmarks. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales operations onto the show to deconstruct the why, what, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by Ebster, the leading customer engagement platform for Salesforce. Joined by Cornelia Close, who I believe has up to seven years' experience in sales yeah, operations. Yeah. For one second, sure. Um, for both Experian and now Mailjet, um, and so we're going to be running through standard questions. Cornelia, yeah. welcome to the show. Thank you. So I have a little bit of an echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be uh, fine now. Yeah, that's perfect. Now it's at perfect <laughs> weather. <laughs> so exactly, Tom. Uh, seven years in sales operations. Yeah. Uh, something you know that uh, uh, a job that when I started uh, had a lot to do uh, with uh, uh, finding reports. You know, creating reports, uh, making sure mm. the data quality in uh, in the CRM is uh, uh, is fine and. Uh, um, this was pretty much it, yeah. So uh, I have the, I have the, um, yeah, I, I, I had the luxury, you know, that uh, I was uh, um, already quite international. So this was my quality that brought me into sales operations, actually. Interesting, because that's actually the first question is, how did you get into this? Exactly. So um, I uh, have studied and lived, uh, uh, the people that know me uh, know that like almost everywhere. Um, and uh, uh, I uh, uh, also worked in London just after my studies in the Netherlands and France. Mm-hmm. So I always had, you know, a quite international uh, profile. And uh, this actually helped me to get into my first sales operation job because it was a job for EMEA right away. Okay. So um, and uh, in my first job in, 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 in London had nothing to do with sales operations, but more business and anal- analyst. And uh, because, you know, I guess they were, they were, uh, they understood that I was uh, quite good with data, you know, Um, they said, okay, you know, the rest uh, we can handle and we Mm -hmm. will learn it uh, uh, to Cornelia. And so I got into sales operation job. And um, just after one year, I think it was also, it had a lot to do with uh, um, something I didn't know at the time. Okay. But um, I had quite the, the soft skills for this job. Okay, and so uh, I was quite successful, and uh, 
um, I, uh, you know, uh, uh, went up the um, the ladder uh, and became a, a more, uh, let's say, strategic sales operation. Okay, um, for uh, Experian. And uh, this gave me a lot of insight. You know, we had a big team also uh, because it was an international company, and that was great. And uh, and then you know, I have this is now my third uh, experience as a sales operation. And as you probably have heard, you know, um, from many sales operation people, it's always a different job, mm. right? So it really depends on the the, the, the maturity of the company, uh, but also you know what has already been uh, uh, set up before you come or what is the purpose you know for your uh, arrival and uh, so now i'm more in a, in a let's say scale up uh, position uh, yeah exactly cool. um and what if the current uh tech stack we are uh we are not using salesforce Okay, um, I guess, uh, you know, we're one of, uh, uh, let's say, the rare people, you know, that are not uh, using Salesforce. And the funny thing is actually that we used to have Salesforce. Mm -hmm. This was before my time. Mm -hmm. um, not that I changed it. Okay, uh, this was a decision, um, uh, more, a more strategic, strategic decision because um, the people were not ready yet for Salesforce. Okay, uh, the company where it was in the maturity phase was not ready and um, uh, I when I saw it you know I also felt like it was like um, uh, like a Porsche okay you have a beautiful Porsche uh, for yeah. a Sunday afternoon you know but you actually don't know how to drive right so you just sit there and it's looking nice and uh, you could do all these things but you don't know how to use it okay so uh, we uh, now have a, a CRM that um, I, uh, me as a German would call more like a Volkswagen. Okay. So it's, uh, it's solid. It's robust. Mm -hmm. You know, it does its purpose. Okay. Uh, we have an integrator. So that's really cool because, uh, we are, um, I'm constantly talking to them, you know, mm -hmm. updating things and, uh, uh, and our sales process until now was quite, um, dynamic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this was uh, really cool. You're, you're managing the CRM, right? No, I haven't. It's uh, it's called uh, it's sugar. No, but you are you you're personally managing. Oh yes, CRM. exactly. So I'm the the CRM uh, administrator, um, exactly. And uh, I'm really happy because uh, it's not only the sales team actually that is on this on the CRM because uh, we have also brought in the last two years uh, our whole uh, account management, so CSM customer success management team on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and also our marketing team, which for some, you know, might seem very uh, obvious, mm -hmm. but uh, they weren't there at the beginning. Okay. It was really a, let's say, forecast pipeline management tool. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now we see it more as a, as a point of truth yeah. okay, for many different departments. Uh, exactly. So now we have uh, the latest, uh, the latest victory is uh, uh, the product team. Okay. And uh, we also have now some administra administrative uh, uh, people uh, uh, in the um, uh, for the in, in, as a license. They have a license to find uh, to what I said. You know, the point of truth is there. Exactly. And apart from this, we are um, using a Sales Navigator. We have a very big focus on the outbound. Um, and uh, funny enough, you know, we actually. 
all my sales team already had a, a sales navigator licenses okay but i wasn't really aware of okay so not all but let's say 80 percent, okay mm -hmm. and it was actually linkedin who called me last year telling me this you know yeah. did you know that your team uh like, yeah. i know from some you know yeah. and also they told me and did you know that they're actually really good you know um and i'm like no you tell me okay Great, uh, really good success story because we then were able, you know, with with LinkedIn actually to be like in a pilot uh, phase uh, uh, and to um, uh, to manage all the licenses, okay, and to be able then to to see uh, how uh, um, uh, how the sales are, are 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 using the tool, okay, mm -hmm. how active they are on LinkedIn and where we can help. Uh, to uh, you know, to maybe have better uh, researches for people, have better post uh, content. You know how to interact with the people. So this mm -hmm. is uh, this is really um, uh, great. Yeah, and apart from this, we are um, we are testing, always testing uh, some tools. You know, but we haven't really found yet. Uh, the best uh, uh, automation tool for emails, for example, you know, uh, or or others. So it's yeah. really, uh, it's really um, <laughs> basic, you know, like the Italian cuisine. Okay, three ingredients. It's uh, yeah. it's uh, it's um, the CRM, a sales navigator, and uh, let's say Excel. Okay, yeah. to, uh, uh, or a Google uh, Sheets. Okay, mm. to uh, to really put all the information together. Yeah, so it's like the pasta cheese and egg in a carbonara but when combined <laughs> together they're really very really good <laughs> i think we found the quote already for your for your podcast Cornelia. Um, <laughs> awesome okay cool so moving or staying with the crm um how i assume you're probably responsible for data quality being the crm owner um what are your current sort of best practices for ensuring that you do have good data in the system yeah, so uh, sometimes I scream at them in German, you know, it scares them. <laughs> but no, uh, joke aside, uh, uh, you are right. I'm, uh, I'm, the, um, I'm the person that is responsible, okay? But I'm not the person that is actually uh, accountable, okay? So uh, when I say this, I mean that um, uh, our, the sales team, uh, and especially now, you know, that uh, more and more people are coming uh, and, and looking into the data of our system, yeah. you know, uh, they understand that, okay, uh, this is the point of truth, you know, and the better I actually um, uh, talk to the people, you know, um, put the data uh, and have this uh, registered, the better actually they can uh, then give me feedback, help me, etc. And um, I, I, I very often, you know, uh, when there is uh, anything um, like a project or, uh, you know, like a, something that we focus on, uh, I I pull the data out of uh, out of the CRM. Okay, and the sales team is uh, a little bit uh, uh, worried, you know, and says no, but this is not true. And then mm. you know, I tell them, okay, but this is uh, you know what's in the, in the point of truth, okay, what's yeah. in the CRM. Okay, so so we we are really getting there um, uh, to have a, a, a more uh, data quality. Okay, also for the other teams, and then also tell the other teams, marketing and uh, the CSM to. Uh, to uh, to also enrich the data, you know. So it's not just mm. pulling, but they also have to uh, uh, generate the data quality, you know. Yeah. Um, the eternal fight, you know, between the <laughs> marketing and sales. Yeah, but uh, yeah. this is one part. They all have to. They are all accountable. 
Yeah, I just had a couple of questions on the chat. Um, Two, what would you say, this is from Josh in our team, what would you say are the fundamentals of sales ops? Now, that's a very big question. Um, (laughs) And then the other question is from Jack. What are the key things to consider when building sales processes? Now, I'm not sure which one you want to tackle and if you want to tackle them both now, but... (laughs) Sure, I mean, the fundamentals, uh, so... uh, uh there's um there's lots of things you know that uh, i could say now okay i will make it short and i will put it to uh um one metaphor because i love metaphors Mm -hmm. okay yeah and i'm thinking that uh or in my opinion you know the um um, uh, the sales operation has to be or how to say it now every business will create a business flow you know if you let it flow it's like a river okay it will flow it will find its way okay Mm-hmm. Being a sales operation is uh, creating like a canal for this river, okay? And in this way, you know, it's you, you stop dead ends, you know, you bypass things where maybe, you know, the, the, the river has some problems, okay, to, to, to flow. Um, but also you make it quicker, okay? You make it, uh, you make it more adaptable, okay? So uh, because you can work on it better than on a... On a, on a pure normal working river okay um it's more organized okay so um this is like one big uh thing of uh, and this is also for the sales process okay so for the second question um uh, nice, yes. one metaphor two questions uh, <laughs> yeah german efficiency <laughs> and uh, and in terms of the fundamentals you know i think there are three things um when i started uh i realized and this is not to, okay, to 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 brag, okay. But uh, um, <clears throat> uh, you need a certain IQ, okay. Uh, you need a certain quotient <laughs> because uh, you have to you have to think quite strategic, you know. Mm. But you still uh, uh, have to understand already how you can implement this, you know, into the business, etc. Okay, so so. This visionary, but also detail, uh, detailed orientation, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a key. So, uh, for the IQ, okay. Um, and when I, when I told you before, you know, when I started and I was quite good, okay, uh, in this job and people told me, yeah, because you have, you have such empathy, you know, uh, I realized, okay, the EQ is something that is really important in this mm. job as well. Okay. So we have IQ and EQ. Okay. Mm. Um, and, uh, this is because, not only you have to understand how the sales are, are, are uh, working, how the client is thinking, you know, why a sales process, why the buying center is so slow or, you know, you have to, you have to uh, put yourself in this position, but you also are constantly working like an ambassador, okay, uh, to the other departments uh, to make them understand uh, um, uh, why the sales are doing what they're doing, why they need what they need, you know, and... Uh, uh, and vice versa, right? Um, so you have to have, a, let's say, a certain uh, 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 rank of, of EQ, okay? And in the last years, and I think that's why also sales operation gets so uh, so important those last years, you know, it's what, uh, um, I don't know, but I think it's quite new. It's called the TQ, the technical quotient, yeah? You have to, you, the second question, right, you asked me was, uh, okay, what are the tools you're using, you know? And of course, I am the owner of those tools, right? I have to understand uh, what's out there, you know, how can we implement this in the sales process? 
what is working, what is not working, you know, and uh, um, and the data is everywhere right uh, the tools are uh, there's even more okay so uh, so it's really this um all these three uh quotients you know that i think are important for this uh, for this job nice without getting sidetracked um we've touched on this already again with your emotional intelligence but how do you actually get the sales team to to buy into fit a new tool or a new initiative or process that you have implemented how do you get them to want to do the thing uh, that, that that they might not have been doing before mm-hmm. yeah so um i'm actually i'm very uh you know i come from a very compromising culture right so um uh the thing is that i like to have their buy-in okay so <clears throat> I'm I'm using you know and it's a it's a French author I don't know if you know him but uh, 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 he wrote the the Petit Prince uh, Exupéry <laughs> Saint Exupéry uh, don't I'm worry <laughs> don't I'm worry because me. because he did a lot of uh, 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 nice books you know but what he so I can't exactly give you the saying but basically mm. what it says. Uh, when you want to create, uh, when you want that the people build a boat, okay, don't tell them where to find wood and give them tasks, but tell them about the beauty of the sea, okay? And uh, and so with this, you know, uh, to have this vision also in sales ops, right, uh, to uh, why do we need this tool, you know, why do we want to have this report, um, why is it important that, you know, it's really to give them the whole perspective, okay, because it's, they're often so busy, you know, so busy in there, especially now. I mean, you know, it's the 27th of June. The quarter is finishing. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can imagine, you know, uh, uh, how, how, how busy they are, how focused, you know. And you sometimes, and this is the beauty of the sales operation, right? You, you have to show them why we do this, okay? So in terms of new tools, um, we are a very dynamic, uh, dynamic company, okay? And so I am uh, lucky that uh, because of this buy-in approach, okay, I have um, I do my testings, okay, on mm. different in different business units, okay. So for example, in my German team, I'm working on uh, on this project, you know, and in my Spanish team, I'm working on this project, you know, and um, so it's not the whole implementation, and we're changing the structure right away, although we yeah. don't have any feedback yet, okay. So uh, we're working uh, uh, in, in, let's say, in smaller, uh, you know, uh, A/B testing uh, groups. Okay, and uh, and uh, my team is also very open to feedback. Okay, so they're sharing a lot. We have we have specific calls for those kind of projects. Okay, mm-hmm. where they exchange what's working, what's not working. You know, would it be working in your country? Mm, I don't know. Let's see, etc. And so. If we find something that is uh, working well, okay, we then can expand and we already have the buy-in from the sales, you know, and it's not, let's say, the management coming and t- telling them, hey, you have to do this. But I'm like, here, talk to my German salesperson that actually tried it, you know, and yeah. what he's saying. So uh, just, this is uh, how we're working, yeah. Just for context for audience, um, how many salespeople in what countries do you currently have a uh, male jet? Yeah, so uh, I I have to tell you, you know, I can't. <laughs> I can, um, we are uh, between. Uh, uh, um, let's say uh, I can't give you the right number. Okay, I don't mm-hmm. want. To. But um, uh, between uh, fifteen and thirty. Okay. Cool. Okay. So and, between, um, between four different locations, did you say? 
uh, yeah, so uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Cool, nice. As you can see, we're dynamic. I have yeah. to count again. <laughs> we opened last uh, last year another uh, another entity, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, it's actually also something you know. The reason why I came was to scale this processes and the team, yeah? and we doubled actually since I've been there. So nice. Yeah. Um, how oh, uh, as you've doubled the team size, how have you been onboarding these reps? So um, one thing that uh, uh, that is really uh, cool, and I'm you know, and that's the thing with sales operations. It really depends on the company. Okay, um, I am involved in the recruitment. Okay, mm -hmm. so I am uh, um, I'm, I'm, because I have the strategy and I have the system. You need the staff, right? So because I have all these three uh, in terms of sales operation, I am I'm closely involved in the recruitment, okay? So I already know the people, you know, I already know how I am, um, uh, we can onboard them, etc. And then we have, um, uh, we have an onboarding week, okay, that is organized where they touch every person, uh, every department, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, and have the introduction with the with the people that are working there because we have a lot of satellite offices. Okay, so connection relationship is really important uh, because there is a lot you know digital uh, communication going on afterwards. Okay, so we do this and we bring them to the headquarter and um, they get if possible a buddy. Okay, uh, in the sales team. Uh, to help them because, uh, you know, uh, I, I am the operations person, right? So there's other things, you know, that they don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. know. But, um, um, but it's just the daily life, right? I have, uh, I follow them uh, the first uh, two months, you know, if it's just, even if it's just 15 minutes call, you know, but it's a daily call and then it turns into a bi-weekly call, you know, so because there could be questions, you know, that they, come up later etc mm -hmm. and one thing that actually is really cool and that also um, um, let's say helps us a lot to motivate the people is that we have an, an annual award of uh, uh, the, the the fastest signature after arrival okay so yeah. this is really for our rookies you know uh, because we want to have them up to speed uh, ASAP also right but um, um, yeah we uh, uh, we calculate you know since they are there yeah, uh, and when they do their first signature, yeah. And it's well, what was the fastest? Like, uh, what, what time? The record is on twenty-two days. That's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Um, and then, how once these people are onboarded, how do you then make these reps more productive? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, more productive uh, is. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of how we implement the processes, right? Uh, it's a uh, it's it's a very uh, let's say local um, local testing, you know, and then implementing it uh, because we 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 have the luck that we're a dynamic company, right? Um, and uh, uh, with this, of course, it also means results have to come quick, right? Um, but we can adapt and. Um, and uh, I think the people, you know, that uh, the salespeople also in terms of um, a, a mindset, you know, that we are searching um, are also aware of this, okay, and are open to this. So, yeah, I have this luxury. Uh, yeah, but, um, uh, but, but it's very often, you know, we exchange a lot with the teams, 
Mm-hmm. Because we have these different cultures and sometimes it's not working at all because it's different cultures and sometimes mm-hmm. it's exactly this that makes a difference to a local competitor or you know or a very global competitor that is uh, that is uh, you know that only has one uh, way to go uh, for uh, uh, to surf all okay mm-hmm. so yeah that's quite interesting so so you've had like a process that was working really well let's say in France. And then you, you tried to implement the same process, let's say in Spain, but then it didn't; it wasn't quite working. Now, mm-hmm. uh, due to a cultural difference, can, can you share like an example of, if you have one, of like the cultural difference that was actually making that change? Because it's quite interesting, right? The, the, these people who actually live relatively close are, are so different that a process would work in one place but not the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so uh, for. Um, for for uh, France and Spain, uh, I don't have an exact example now. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we've we we tested, for example, you know, uh, outbound uh, outbound tools. Okay, to have uh, phone numbers, etc., to talk to talk directly to people. You know, mm-hmm. um, and this is working, uh, yeah, very well in in, in the states. Okay. Um, but we have other countries where uh, where it's not working at all, okay? And so we have to find uh, we have to find another way. Um, yeah. And so you know, in it's as a, as a global sales operation manager, right? Because this is my um, like my title. I am I'm always trying to you know when I say about the kennel and another metaphor is that I'm I'm I'm, I'm giving them a um, a frame, okay. I'm giving them the frame so they're feeling comfortable about the sales process, okay? But if, for example, uh, uh, the, the Spanish salespeople, you know, are up there in this uh, right corner, you know, and the German salespeople are down there in this left corner, you know, because of cultural differences um, and also maybe because of their profile, etc. right? But mm-hmm. as long as I keep them in this frame, I know that, uh, okay, you know, uh, the sales will go through, yeah. Got it, awesome. So it's almost like different different points in the canal as they're going down and maybe they're going at slightly different speeds and they're like mm. on different sides of the canal, great, cool. Um, one more question here from Hussein. As an ambassador, would you, what would be your advice to build relationships with your sales team and how do you manage different personalities within that same team? Mm. Yeah, um, uh, good question. So um, I think one thing is that you have to be present, okay? Um, and it's um, honestly, and I've seen this in, a, in you know, in, 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 in well, I can say now in my seven years of, you know, <laughs> experience, but um, it's not just going over, being there for one day, you know, having meetings with the team and then going back. Mm-hmm. Um, if or let's say it is not working if you don't have a regular relationship with them, okay? Uh, because, you know, this is not their daily life when you come over, right? When when you come over, you know, they everything is clean, you know, they come clean, at mm-hmm. 30 they're there, you know, and uh, um, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's maybe not what the daily life looks like, okay? And this... Uh, their pains, etc. You know, this is only when you when you talk to them. You know, and honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I have my team everywhere, right? So it's a uh, it's um not, not that it's time consuming, but it's something that you have to do regularly, right? Um, and 
and uh, this is something that uh, uh, that is important. I think to to create this relationship, you know, be present. Yeah, and uh, managing the different personalities uh, within the same team. Um, I think it's exactly the same with the frame of the sales process, right? Um, there is a specific, uh, let's say, company rules, right? Things that are no-goes, etc. But um, 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 staffing is important, okay? Sure. Um, I think you have also seen in, in, in let's say, the last, uh, last year or so, more and more people that uh, explain how um, the CV doesn't matter anymore, you know, and please don't tell me what all the things you've done, you know, tell me where you want to go, tell me your vision, you know, tell me what gets you up in the morning and why, and uh, tell me your, you know, your, your fears and when, when selling, for example, you know, or etc. So, so it's more about the mindset than about, uh, uh, than about, uh, where you come from. Okay. But more where you want to go. And I think if you create, if you have those kind of people, you know, it's also um, it's it's working better for you uh, in, in in the future. Got it. Um, moving on to KPIs, what are you currently tracking for those different reps and teams? Yeah. So um, in terms of KPIs, we are uh, tracking uh, forecast and forecast accuracy. Um, and uh, you know we're the first uh, to make uh, mistakes because we're also human. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no joke. Um, we had a forecast accuracy that was awful, 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 um, and we wondered why. You know, and the reason was that we actually had this uh, forecast accuracy for months, okay, and not for the quarter. Mm. And uh, we are now extending this, you know, um, to give the sales more freedom, okay but also give them more accountability, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just, yeah, uh, you know, um, didn't work. And then at the uh, next month, at the beginning, it's for some reason that nobody knows. It's again at zero, you know, and it mm-hmm. takes, again, 30 days, right, to, to sign. So, um, yeah, so we extended this, uh, this forecast and forecast accuracy, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot. We track a lot about outbound activity, uh, because this is for us really uh, the key. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some luxury, you know, of having a lot, a lot of in, uh, inbounds, okay? And um, with this, uh, you know, actually we realized, okay, we need to do more on the outbound side also to find our ideal customers because mm-hmm. most of the time, unfortunately, they don't come through an inbound, right? Um, and so we, we track this, um, big activity there. Um we're not really uh, tracking pipeline conversion, okay? Um, uh, and also, and I, I will probably make some uh, some enemies here, but um, I'm not really a fan of weighted uh, pipeline. <laughs> okay, cool. Why? Um, because for me, it is a um, it's a finance KPI. Because, you know, when you are in sales, you know, uh, okay, either I win or I won't, you know, I'm not, I'm, it's not 90%, you know, or 75% that will then come in, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's winning or losing. Okay. So um, having this weighted uh, pipeline to do the forecast Mm -hmm. is, uh, is, uh, is, is not working uh, in, 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 in my opinion, you know. And if you had to choose one out of those KPIs to to judge your reps by, what would you choose? Uh, I would say forecast accuracy. 
how to how they manage their pipeline you know how mm -hmm. how good they are in forecasting you know is not how good they are committing means how well they know their their uh, uh their clients the prospects the buying cycle you know um i had often no not often because <laughs> i got a little bit uh uh i i questioned this let's say this way but um people that were already uh, almost uh, at the end uh, you know of their um of the signature and all of a sudden you know it's uh, it turned out that oh yeah but um uh i just got an out of office reply uh the guy is on holidays for two weeks you know and i'm like come on this is not possible this doesn't it doesn't that shows me you don't you don't you don't handle it okay yeah. um you have to know all this and i don't mind if it's going you know in the next month if you already tell us you know uh because of the holidays etc so so i would say forecast accuracy is something where you where you see a lot of different kpis in it you know mm -hmm. the data quality right how much do we actually uh, 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 sell? So if is it 30K or all of a sudden 90K and everybody is, oh yeah, the forecast accuracy above uh, 150%, you know? And you're like, yes, but uh, this wasn't, you know, what was uh, forecasted. So, yeah. so there's a lot of KPIs that you can cover with this one, I think. Got it. Um, and final question, who has taught you the most that you know about sales operations? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so in the last, uh, you know, I would say in the last year, uh, uh, I have met a lot of sales operation uh, people. And because, you know, I guess a lot of people have the same uh, issue with me that I'm all alone. <laughs> like, who can help me? You know, I'm, the sales are having their position, the sales managers having their position, you know, but as a sales operation, right? So I was seeking a little bit of also what's out there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and in this way, I found a lot of, uh, a lot of really interesting people, all with different backgrounds from finance, from marketing, from sales, you know, um, uh, in, uh, in, in, in different companies, you know, where, where sales operation is defined differently. Okay. And so I have to tell you, Tom, until now, I haven't found the one person that knows it all, like the guru, mm -hmm. you know, of sales operations, because it just doesn't, it can't exist for the moment, you mm -hmm. know. I think it's still the time to to explore, you know, and uh, um, and, uh, and companies create sales operation positions, you know, in the scale-up, in the scale-up phase, you know, where they maybe should already create at the very beginning you know to be mm -hmm. there one of the first people etc so so there's there's lots of people you know that i met um i can't give you one person you know uh, i would love to create like a <laughs> like one person you know so yeah. i think we just have to we have to have more uh, meetups we have to have more let's say a sales operation um awards or uh, annual meetings you know where people can actually exchange because there's so mm -hmm. much out there we have one final question from Hussein. Uh, what would be the best quality to have as a sales ops person? One, yeah. <laughs> one single quality. Um, just one single. Oh, this is a this is a tough one, but um, because you have to you have to be so uh, 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 um, multiple, you know, in 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 your in. Sometimes you have to be very strict. You know, very strict, where sometimes you have to understand, okay, now this is not the moment or the project. To be this strict, you know, you have to mm -hmm. be more uh, flexible, right? Flexibility. Um, yeah. You, but I wouldn't, yeah, maybe it's flexibility because uh, mm -hmm. as well it covers a lot, you know. 
to be a um, yeah to have you know sometimes being patient <laughs> very patient you know and sometimes being pushy right mm -hmm. so flexibility would probably cover it all yeah yeah awesome <laughs> okay well now let me pick out a few things I obviously really like the Italian food metaphor uh, <laughs> comparing Italian food to the current male jack male jack <laughs> male jet <laughs> tech stack simple but effective um, and good though Uh, yeah, and good, really tasty. And then also the canal analogy, both for the sales operations role in a business, but also for the, the an analogy for the sales process itself. Um, constantly working like an ambassador is what I've written here, but I can't actually remember what I was referring to. Mm. Um, and then finally, I have this written down, but I can't read my writing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, this, this, this is my number one. Not telling the salespeople how to build a ship, like where to find the wood, like how they should build it, but talk about the beauty of the sea. And I think that's such a good, such a good metaphor um, to, to to get people to do something that's good for you and good for them. Um, exactly. so, so that's probably that. I really, really like that one. Um, so Cornelia, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you all for joining. Yeah, thank you, everybody, and I hope we answered your questions. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, Just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.